Hello and welcome to the Free Cheese and Hot Sauce pregame show. We are here talking about the Bulls and Thunder matchup on Thursday, March 5th, 2015 at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, GMT-6. Uh, this one's on TNT for those of you who want to know where you can watch it. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, I'm Chris. Hey, howdy, we have John. Hit him high, hit him low. Is that... You have it's, a catchphrase now. Mm, it, it's catching on, I think. Uh, I'm going to add on to it more because I feel like there's more to be said than just that. But it's it's getting there. Right. And uh, and back from his suspension, we have Grant. The return. I have returned. Get excited. I'm pretty excited. I mean, there's a lot of returns that we're slated for coming up, but I think the one that most people are hyped for is the return of Grant. Yeah, I'm kind of getting the ball rolling. I'm I'm hyping up the crowd. I'm like the opener. And then a couple weeks from now, D-Rose, and then Jimmy Butler's going to come back, and then they're just going to be ready to go. I'm just setting the stage. Oh, people aren't going to give a fuck now that you're back. All right, oh, that I, works too. Yeah, I feel like Grant is like the Flava Flav to... Uh, who is like the front man for Public Enemy? Uh, Dr. Dre. What? No, no, no. Dre was in NWA, right? You're right. That was uh, so, Tupac. Yeah. I don't know. You're sung out names now, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know anything. It's okay. Don't worry. I'm not mad at you or anything. This, Vanilla uh, Ice. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't Chuck feel, D. Chuck Ice D. There Cube? we go. It was Chuck D. Ice T. Chuck D. Oh. Mm. So yeah, old Chuck or whatever his name is. That's uh, that's Grant. Solid hip hop. Take it. I'll be Chuck D. I don't mind. Well, that, my thing I was going to that is that Grant is Flav of Flav because he does all the hype stuff, and then uh, Chris can be Chuck D. But you know, oh, no, I'm Chuck. I like I like big clocks. I can be Flav of Flav. I'll there accept. You, I'll accept any role. I you always Flav of Flav the clocks guy. He is the clocks guy. The VH1 show also. Oh, oh yeah, I love the love. clocks guy. Well, you always know. He always knows the time it is. So, uh, yeah, something um, to be happy about. <laughs> Real quick uh, starting lineups for the Bulls. We can assume it's going to be the same as it was against Washington with Heinrich Snell, Dunleavy Gasol, and Noah. Um, you know, it's exciting to see Kirk back in the starting lineup there. And for the Thunder, Russell Westbrook, Andre Roberson, Kyle Singler, Serge Ibaka, and yeah. Enos Cantor. I gotta make a quick correction, actually. Oh, for the starting okay. lineup with the Wizards, it was Brooks in the starting lineup, not Kirk. Was it? Oh, yes, look at that. It was. I yeah. read that wrong. That's okay. Oh. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Wow, Heinrich only played 12 minutes. Never mind. I'm dumb. There's uh, also a very funny compilation video of him, like uh, his highlight reel, which was uh, there weren't really any highlights for him. No. I think there's also one for Doug out there. So, yeah, worth looking for. Oh, well, there's your uh, internet search for the week, everyone. I realize yeah. it's not week because this is supposed to be like a daily show, essentially, but we're about doing them weekly now. Um,. Injuries for the Thunder. We have Kevin Durant, Stephen Adams, and Steve Novak are all out. Um, not really Steve sure what's Novak's going. out. What are they gonna do? I don't know. I mean, they're already missing like solid role players and Durant and Adams. Who, who was the last guy? Uh, Adams. No, the other guy. Durant. Who is that? Never heard of him. <laughs> I don't know. Never, no, never supposedly heard of the, guy. the poor man's Mike James. Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay, I know him. All right, sorry. I was just, um, I was distra- I was distracted. I, I forgot about all about Mike James Air. Whoa. Got about. All right, we're not even gonna get into that. You fucking heathen. 
Uh, for the Bulls, Rose, Butler, and Gibson are all out, so both teams missing their respective MVPs right now. You know, kind of sucks for the league in general. Uh, yeah, it's been a nasty season for uh, injuries, like, really all around. Been. Just all, I mean, there's, no one's been safe from it. I mean, you've got, what, most of the rookie class is out. Um, OB went down. Durant's missed a lot of the season. LeBron missed two weeks. Westbrook has been in and out of the lineup and now is again injured. Gonna have to play through injury. Yeah, he had like facial surgery or something like that. He got he got hit in the knee or or got hit in the head by someone's knee and then uh, I don't know. It's weird. It was ugly. It was it looked like it was really painful because I mean the guy planted and just tried to. Basically, just drove right through Russell Westbrook's head with the oh, Like it was oh. just ugly. It looked so painful. Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't see the play, but I can only imagine with the way that Westbrook kind of just charges into the lane too. That had to have happened really quickly. Um. So, these are two teams that at the beginning of the year definitely had the potential to be title contenders and technically still do, but. It seems like injuries have kind of been the story for both teams throughout, and I'm kind of wondering if you guys think they'll be able to overcome that throughout the rest of the year going forward. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things I kind of have to look at the uh, like schedule because I'm sure there'll be a handful of games where like it's it's not going to be particularly challenging, but I mean, I don't know. I think for both teams, it's going to be kind of tough for them to stick out like a chunk of the season missing like so many of their valuable players. Like for the Bulls, I thought like without Rose, it'd be tolerable. But when you lose Butler, suddenly things are a little bit more grim. So, uh, you know, obviously positive sign was like Joakim Noah looked pretty good last night against the Wizards. You yeah, know? he's looked really good like the past 10 games or so. I guess since he said he's actually healthy now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just good to see him. I think there was a specific play yesterday where he went up and under and still dunked the ball. And earlier in the season, there's no way Joakim would have even had the lift for that. He would have just basically walked through the lane and tried to just do a simple reverse layup. But he actually had some explosion off the ground, and it was good to see. It looks like we're actually seeing Joakim healthy. And in terms of both these teams, the, their state in injuries, I really think it's kind of being overplayed for both of them, obviously losing – Rose and Butler is pretty devastating, but considering the fact that everyone assumed Rose's season was over and now him and Butler are both back for the playoffs, and then on the other side, KD will be back before the playoffs, I think they're both in a lot better shape than people give them credit for. They're going to look at random slumps throughout the season, but as long as both teams are healthy for the playoffs, I don't think they've lost any of their ability to contend for a title. Definitely. That there's like that kind of like argument for it being a uh, confidence building thing for a lot of players like Miritich and Snell right now, I think, you know, getting those extra minutes because of players being injured. You know, it's nice to see them both uh, kind of, you know, get their get their chance to like really have a huge game, which I mean, Miritich did the other night against the Wizards. He's like went off and looked really, really good. So glad to see that he's kind of uh, getting out of this slump. Yeah. Even against the Clippers, Miritich had like almost thirty. I think he had twenty nine, like his career high against uh, the Clippers the day before, or two days before. Yeah, he's averaging twenty six points over those last two games um, on almost fifty percent shooting. So he seems to be kind of right back where he was before he fell into the slump. And you kind of yeah. have to wonder if All Star Weekend played into that. He got a little time away from the team to kind of, I guess, get back into his. I'm not really sure what the word for it is, though, but he seems more confident after um, 
kind of the first half of the season. How Nico got his groove back. Right? We can call it groove. You know, start making yeah. the shots. Yeah. Groove. There you go. Fucking linguistics we're pulling through. Um, so if there's one definitive thing that the Bulls have to do to win this, because Oklahoma City, even despite all their injuries that they have right now, they're still a pretty good team. I mean, they've got solid depth in their front court. They've got, obviously, Russell Westbrook, who can pretty much go one-on-one with anyone. He could probably go one-on-two with just about anyone with the way he's playing and still be effective. Um, I think that'll really be where it comes down to, though, is if they can contain Westbrook, because we've seen the Bulls go into stretches where they just can't score, and when there's one guy in particular who kills them, it really does break down the defense. Like, who's going to guard him? Are we just assuming... Uh, Tony is going to drop down and be guarding Russell Westbrook and we're going to put Heinrich out on uh, Roberson or what's going to happen here? Cause I, yeah, that's the Kirk thing. Kirk Heinrich just does, does not have the athleticism anymore to guard Russell Westbrook. No, and that's kind of one of the reasons I think Heinrich might start in place of Brooks just because even if we were to switch Snell over the Westbrook, I mean, Roberson is a six seven shooting guard and it's not really like Brooks could guard a guy like that. Um, you can make an argument that Heinrich can either. So there is a definite matchup issue in the backcourt. Um, and I guess that kind of comes down to help defense, especially with Pau Gasol, who's been kind of lacking there lately. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's really no way to stop Westbrook, is there? No, no not really Not this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they might be able to work some double teams because the rest of their starting lineup and even their bench has suffered because of all the injuries. But even then, they're good shooters around them, so if you bring a double team, they can move the ball around and get an open shot. Yeah, um, I mean, at the trade deadline, they did like add depth and getting TJ Augustine and moving Brett yeah. Jackson, so you know, you gotta kind of wonder. I mean, like, I don't know. They they are a team that kind of like when you look at them on paper, they are not like, I mean, especially when you look at this starting lineup without Durant, you kind of, uh, they're a little bit like less intimidating, I think in a sense, but then, you know, you have to consider Westbrook's has been going nuts lately. So, I mean, that, that has to kind of be the, the, you know, key to the game in a sense, I think is like finding some way to contain Westbrook. Yeah. And even if that means letting other guys who are big scorers go off, I mean, they've still got Dion Waiters off the bench, who's been playing quite a bit with uh, Durant out. Um, you've got a guy like Jeremy Lamb, Kyle Singler, who can both knock down threes like it's nobody's business. Um, I feel like the only way the Bulls will be able to stay in the game is if Pau Gasol is on point like he was uh, last night against the Wizards. I mean, we saw how stagnant the offense could get those last few games when he was sick and not performing all that well. Um, Who's going to be on him on defense? Probably uh, Ibaka, right? Yeah, if I if I were the Thunder, I'd put Ibaka on him just because he has shown that he struggles with the stronger uh, big men. Right, yeah. That excites me to see as Cantor try to guard Joakim, though, especially with seeing Joakim kind of getting back into form. I just think Joakim can work Cantor like all day. I don't think, uh, I think the energy and just moving around and doing all the little things that Joakim does, I think Cantor is going to struggle to kind of follow him around and keep up with him. And then I, I just, I doubt that Cantor is going to be there on like those little Joakim back cuts or he's going to actually get in Joakim's face. And I think we're going to see a lot of our kind of wing slashing coming on down the baseline, especially with like Tony and stuff. Yeah. 
It helps that they don't really have a proper rim protector with Adams out. I mean, Ibaka does block shots really well, but he does often get pulled out, and he can't really play in that role all that much. And, I mean, Cantor's a decent defensive center, but he's not really all that big or athletic, like you said. So if we can get Ibaka to switch back onto Joe, it could create a lot of matchup problems with Gasol, too, and even Nico off the bench, because if you look at the Thunder lineup, they don't really have a whole lot of guys who... I mean, they do have people. I mean, they've got guys like Collison, Mitch McGarry, but they just sort of lack the depth in the front court. And I think that if we can get him into foul trouble and if we could use our advantages with, like you said, Noah and kind of out-hustle him down low, that could open things up quite a bit for our guys on the wing. Yeah, so you guys kind of figure it's going to be a game where the uh, front court is going to really be what does it for the Bulls if they were to win the game, right? Yeah, um, on both ends of the floor, too. Right. Um, so Grant, you're actually back. You want to do your history fact? Yeah, I can do that. Um, John effect. Oh my gosh, I didn't have anything ready. Sorry. How could you? We go on like segment. a history channel, like something. Yeah, I thought you were gonna have something like ready for me. You All know, right, well, go out next time. I swear. I'll give it like a whoosh, whoosh history fact. Yeah, or yeah. like a laser, like for you. All right. Well, mine's going to be pretty simple. Uh, it's just going to be basically the records. But I'm going to break it down because break Oklahoma down. City Thunder, did you know they used to be the Seattle Supersonics? No. Well, there you go. There's the fun fact. No. <laughs> Wait, so, so, so the fun fact was that the they used to be the uh, Supersonics? No, I, that was just the start. Okay, I thought that was it. And I, was like, no. I had yeah, something queued up actually that slick. time. Oh, well, I uh, see you should have played it when I actually made the joke and then it would have fit and it would have been really funny and our ratings would have soared, but you missed this opportunity. Well, you can't do it while he's... So oh. <laughs> yeah, right? One. There you yeah, go. That was a good one. Well, NBC throwback. <laughs> yeah. Next time, oh, I fuck. swear. We're going to get copyrighted. Oh, no, we're not. Seven seconds. I can't do anything. Oh, nice. Suck it, NBC. All right. but So the actual fact is, uh, overall, the Oklahoma City Thundersonics have 68 wins while the Bulls have 69 in the series. But most of those have come when they were the Supersonics because the Bulls and the Thunder have actually only met 11 times since moving, since the Thunder moved to Oklahoma City. And in that stretch, the Bulls have only won three of the 11 and post really, actually, this is one of the biggest losing margins kind of or percentage wise that I've seen throughout my history, searching my history facts. Most of the time, the Bulls have, uh, the slight edge in the, you know, like, uh, career wins, losses. But this one, it's a pretty big discre discrepancy considering there's only 11 games and the Bulls have only been able to pull out three of them. Oof. How many of those 11 games, though, has Kevin Durant set out, though? That I do not have for you, and I wish I did. But I'm going to um, go with not that many because I feel like usually I, I specifically remember always – watching these Thunder games and just hoping that uh, Lou or Buckets could somehow quiet down KD. And I specifically remember one of the last games last spring because I was uh, on spring break watching this game and just really being extremely upset with uh, just basically Kevin Durant shooting over Jimmy Butler because he was taller than him, and it was just not fun to watch. Yeah, Kevin, he's not fair as a player. Like, he's long, and he's quick, and he just, he creates so many problems wherever he is. 
Fuck said he doesn't get to play. We don't get to see him nearly enough. Like, what? only 11. Yes, 11 times. And then this, the Supersonics, he was only on them for one year. So it was probably only, you know, like 13 total games that he's played against the Bulls. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's been a history fact. Fucking no effect from John once again. I swear, I'm I'm coming up with something next time. I swear, I promise. I if I if I don't nail it next time, I can get suspended from this. If you want, I mean, you're already kind of hot seat. Fucking Tom Thibodeau 2.0 over here. (laughs) Same effect. (laughs) There we go. Just gonna cue that up every time. uh, Thank God for technology. So, uh, you guys want to make some predictions real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, Grant. All right. Uh, my prediction is going to be that the Bulls end up winning like 97 to like 93. I think it's going to be a really similar game to the Wizards. And I think Russell Westbrook is going to have like 35, 12, and 11, something just ridiculous like that. But I do look for the Bulls to out-rebound the Thunder because we're actually, these are the top two rebounding teams in the NBA. The Bulls have, I think, uh, 46 games in second, and the Thunder have 47 and a half, and they are first in rebounding in the NBA. But I look for the Bulls to kind of assert their dominance down low and out-rebound them. And if, uh, well, unfortunately, they won't be able to overtake that number one spot, but you know, help with that discrepancy there. Because I think Joakim and Powell are going to be able to body up uh, Ibaka and Canther pretty well. Yeah. Uh, John, what do you think? Ooh, I am thinking the Bulls are going to win this game. Say wow. that the, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was one of the things I had to like, hang on that a little bit to make sure I actually felt it. But I think the Bulls are going to win it. They're going to win it 96 to 90. 90, let's say. Uh, Russell Westbrook will nearly get another triple-double, but he'll be an assist shy and two rebounds shy. That's a very specific prediction. Very specific. I just thought of that, but it seems like that could happen. That does seem like something he would do. Um, At risk of people, you know, flying the Homer alert flag, I'm also going to say that the Bulls win this. Um, I think it might be a little bit more high scoring just because I kind of see the Bulls coming into their own a bit without Rose and Butler in the lineup offensively. Um, You have to assume they'll start shooting a little bit better at some point from a little bit far out. Um, It will be tough because, like we mentioned, Westbrook does create so many problems for us, but... The Thunder, not very good on the road. They are actually only 14 and 19 on the road this year. Um, for Yuck. A, yeah, for a potential playoff contender, that's really not where you want to be. And it kind of seems like the Bulls have reclaimed the United Center, I guess. They've been getting the more emotional wins there lately. So I'm going to say the Bulls win 103 to 98. And uh, bowl the game, I'm going to go Tony Snell. Gonna do the full Damn 180 you. on him. I Damn talked you, shit about him weeks ago. He's now the bull of the game. Oh my god, that's who I was gonna pick, but you, you stole it, and now I'm pissed. So I'm gonna have to think a little bit. John, take it away. I was gonna say, I, I don't know if you guys can can hear this, but I hear something in the in the distance. It's what is it? It's the Snellivator, right? <laughs> 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 
Tony Snell will get the bowl of the game. I agree with Chris. I think uh, he is due to have a really, really good game. I'm saying 25 points, four assists, five rebounds. Why John not? with the bold stat line predictions. If I get that right, can I get something from you guys? Or am I just kind of like... I mean, yeah, you could get some respect back for the... But not the lack the of failures. drops. The failures. Yeah. Uh... Grant, who do you get? Well, I, I don't think this is really fair. I've been one of the strongest proponents of Tony Snell. I've been really I was his only him, supporter. I, I was, was the only, only one on who knew podcast. he was going to be great. I was uh, the only um, one. But, you know, I'm going to stick with the hot hand. I think Nico, I think he's going to finally break into that 30-point range. I think he's going to get, like, 32 points and, like, 10, ten rebounds. Um, I think this is going to be a big game for him. I think he's going to really see some extended minutes again. Um, but my final question to you guys oh. is, will Doug actually score? And I'll give you over under four points. What do you guys think? Um, I'll give him over four points, just because Thibodeau did say he played good defense, and he actually did, which was kind of surprising. Like, he was actually on point with guarding guys like Beal and Wall. Um, his yeah. shot just really wasn't falling against the Wizards. He had a few kind of open layups that could have arguably been fouls. And um, yeah, I'll give him over four points. I don't know that it'll play a particularly efficient game, but I think he'll start to find a little bit of a rhythm. I'm saying over. He is going to get eight points, and. Five he'll rebound. knock five rebound. No, he'll he'll get eight points. Uh, one of them will be, or three of the points will be from a, a three point shot. I'm gonna all say right. he gets six points with all six coming off of three point shots. Okay, bold prediction, Chris. Not really. Um, I'm gonna go under. Uh, really? I haven't really seen the shot from Doug yet. Uh, not to say he hasn't played well because Chris, I think you pointed out very astutely that he played very good defense. There's one play specifically towards the beginning of the game he forced a turnover. Um, he's just staying in front of his man. He was in his length doing the right things. But I think the shot isn't there. I don't think he's playing with any confidence. I think it's similar to what Tony Snow was going through early in this year where he just couldn't find his game. And it took him a few few games of extended minutes to really really find his groove. So I think Doug still maybe, maybe puts in a basket, maybe goes like – he was 0 for 5 last game. I'd give him maybe 1 for 5 in this game, but I think whether that's a 2 or a 3, it's still under 4 points, and I don't expect him to really do much. And I think actually, if I'm being honest, I think mo- any of his points will probably come from the free throw line. I don't think he's going to actually make a basket. But yeah. not to, that that's not me saying I'm not, you know, I'm not high on him. I still think he's got a lot of potential and could be a good contributor. I just don't think he's getting the minutes yet to actually you know, play an important role Player, I play an important offensive role with this team. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, to me, it's just the lack of perimeter defense for OKC. Um, and I think especially if you can get someone who's a little bit smaller on him into the post, he could kind of actually create offense from there, like we saw him do a little bit more when he was in college. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't think he's there ready to be a real contributor. But I do think that at some point his shot's going to start falling. And um, if the Bulls play out of the post so much like we think they will, I think that'll open things up for him quite a bit. 
All right. I mean, I'd like to see that. And finally, are we going to get to see Etwan play really extended <laughs> minutes anytime soon? I've been waiting. I just, not to say he's the answer. I'm not one of those guys who thinks Etwan Moore is, you know, a god ready to come in and save this team. But can we at least just see him, like, play a full game and get, like, you know, 20, 25 minutes and just see what he can do? I'd be content with him taking all of Kirk's minutes. I would be too. I'd be completely okay with that. Also, I'd be content with Kirk retiring as soon as the regular season ends. Fuck the playoffs. We don't even need him. Just right at the end. I don't care. I'd be down with him sitting out the rest of the regular season and coming back for the playoffs and giving us a couple series on fresh legs. That might actually work out a lot better. Unfortunately, injuries have kind of taken that luxury away from us. But Etwan. Etwan. We need more. We do need more more. Um, we also need to stop making that joke collectively because I think everyone's made it about four times, and at this point, it's just it's too much. Well, um, let's just like take a couple weeks off and then bring it back like towards the end, end of the regular season when inevitably another one of our guards goes down. Wow, fucking the darkness from Grant. Um, it's called realism. <laughs> it's sadly true. Um, so I guess that's a podcast then, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. That 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 wraps it up nicely, I think. Bulls are going to win. Positive note. Yay! Um, so, as usual, follow us on Twitter at Bulls Free Cheese. Check out the website, freecheeseandhotsauce.com. That's where you can find all of our stuff, the regular podcast, this podcast, articles, maybe that other thing that you guys did yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, are we allowed to mention that or no? Or should I wait You're until it's actually the guy up? who's in charge of that show. You can do whatever you want. Okay, yeah, so we have a new podcast called The Midweek Exception that uh, Grant is on, Justin is on, Ayush is on, and Chris will be on. Right, Chris? At some probably. point? Good. So, yeah, it's a weekly podcast. We're going to probably drop it on, like, Wednesdays, I think. I mean, we're doing our first episode now, so you have to, like, get the feet up and all that kind of shit. But, yeah, it should be out, like, on a Wednesday Wednesday morning, ideally, uh, every week. And we talk about general basketball stuff and make uh, – Weird '90s wrestling references. Don't forget my rage from towards my. Oh internet. yeah! If you if you really want to hear something funny, Grant goes on a rant during the uh, podcast at one point. So completely worth listening is to hear Grant uh, go off about a certain player. I'm uh I'm a little disappointed again, John. We gave you time to promote the new show, and you didn't use a single effect. Ah, uh, yeah, I blew Why? it. <laughs> I don't know. I, my game isn't on today. It'll be not, well. When's the next pregame pod? Um, next pregame podcast. We're recording Friday at nine a.m. Uh, yeah, it's okay. it's an it's an unfortunate twist because of my schedule. That's fine. I can be on that. And the Bulls play tomorrow night, so we actually get to see. You know, if there's another injury, if there's not another injury, who knows? What, Jesus, what, anything can happen. The injuries, no. The more no you bring more. it up, the less no more it is injuries. to happen. No more on, injuries. I'm unjinxing the jinx. We gotta no more. Drive home safely. Beep, beep.